Welcome to the Triage Method Podcast Q&A edition with me, Gary McGowan. I'm a co-host, Mr. Patrick Farrell. This week's question is going to be, can you just do more and more and more steps in an attempt to, one, lose more body fat, or two, maybe maintain or gain at a higher level of calories? Because I know some people do like to do that. So is there a threshold at which we should maybe stop increasing steps or... Is 30,000 just a cool recommendation for everyone? Yeah, so for, first of all, with this discussion, like just to do a little quick recap. like A little preface. Yeah, uh, preface, I believe they actually are supposed to say. Like, I, 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 always say I always say preface, but it's, it's preface, apparently. Um, I agree. Um, but anyway, look. So just to put a little preface to this, like steps contribute to what's called non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So it's like the, the non-exercise stuff that you do that does actually contribute to your metabolism. And this is one of the areas that in the last, we'll say 20 years perhaps, has become incre- like most coaches and health professionals have become increasingly aware that this does play a ra- relatively large role in terms of your ability to regulate your body composition and to an extent, your, your health as well, right? Um, and there's, there's multiple mechanisms for that like you know steps does increase like lymphatic drainage and all that kind of stuff there's loads of benefits that go along with increasing levels of activity right so that's the first concept but in the the health and fitness sphere that we are in you will often see people effectively prescribing an increasing number of steps you know getting up to 10 20 30,000 steps per day and there obviously is a point where there's diminishing returns on that and it's just actually completely impractical to implement. You know, it's, it's, it's just not, it's just not a valid thing. However, there are obviously both limitations, cons, if you will, and then pros to the approach, you know, because obviously if you just do increasing number of steps, you burn more calories in a relatively easy manner. Right. But let's just take it back a little bit. So most health organizations, recommend you get somewhere in around 10,000 steps per day, right? Um, now, that is a bit of an arbitrary number, you know? I'm pretty sure it was actually created by a company that sold pedometers, um, if I remember correctly. Um, so it is arbitrary. However, it does seem to be correlated quite well with health uh, outcomes and naturally enough body composition outcomes, right? So that's the whole preface to this that steps increase your energy expenditure and they do so in a relatively low impact uh, manner that is also correlated with good health outcomes in terms of like bone density, lymphatic drainage, you know, cardiovascular adaptations. And so like it's a, it's a very positive thing, right? So that's the background on this. Right, so steps, steps good, right? That's it, they're great, right? Try to get somewhere around the ten thousand mark for the majority of people. That's what the suggestion is, right? Now, naturally enough, as we've as we've discussed on previous podcasts, some people are going to find it hard to get their steps up over you know four thousand per day. They have a very sedentary job. They live in Ireland as well. Pisses rain for you know three hundred and ninety days of a three hundred and sixty-five day year. You know, um, so it, it's always raining. It's very hard to get outside and get your steps up. Like it, it's. It's just the case, right? So a lot of people do find it very hard to get their steps up and that's okay. You know, you just have to eat fewer calories and that might not be okay to you. So the only other way to combat that is to increase your activity and steps is one way to do that, right? So a lot of coaches these days have 
been suggesting that you should track your steps and we are we live for that right we're, we're all for that it's a great uh intervention you can use to really help your clients stay on track with their health and fitness body composition performance whatever goals great intervention right however there is also this kind of natural enough thought process uh, especially around dieting um, and although gary did touch on it it does occur in gaining phases as well um, where okay look the calories we're at we don't really want to drop them down you don't maybe don't have enough time to do cardio or perhaps you think doing actual cardio is going to potentially hinder your gains or it's too fatiguing right but you do have enough time to increase your steps you know so it's a natural enough modality to bring in where you're like Right, the general recommendation we've been saying is 10,000 steps per day. You've been hitting 10,000. But you know what? We want to just push this fat loss phase a, a little bit. So let's see if we can bring that up to 15,000, right? Again, that's, that's, a, that's a good intervention potentially, right? And I would, I would probably be like, all right, that's, in that case, if that's the intervention that we need to use to get results with this client, happy days. That's fine. That's, it's cool with me, especially if it doesn't impact their life too much, you know? Especially if they can have an active job anyway you know like they, they can be on their feet um, and that, that's cool right but there does come a point where doing more steps either requires you to burn more energy like it, it actually becomes fatiguing right or it just becomes completely impractical right you have a, a sedentary job and now all of a sudden you're doing four hours of walking per day just to get your steps in it's like that's not practical like yeah if you're a personal trainer and you're on your feet all day, running around the gym, maybe doing classes and whatever else. It's like, yeah, of course you can get up to 30,000 steps per day. That's like, of course, you know? So you, you understandably think then, oh yeah, like obviously everyone can do this. But if you move from an active job to a sedentary job, it's very hard to get even over like 6,000 steps per day, you know? Um, so there is obviously a point and it's different for everyone with their different lifestyles and different recovery abilities and whatever else. And effectively, to answer the question, no, you, you can't just keep, well, like physiologically, you can just keep increasing steps and burn more energy, right? There obviously is a, a time point where it's maybe less effective and we'll, we'll say the body starts falling apart a little bit, you know, like you might start getting like overuse injuries in like your fucking metatarsals or something <laughs> or your ankle or your knee or, you know, something, something might start falling apart. You know, you, you can't just go from 4,000 steps per day to 30,000 steps per day and expect to you know, be able to adapt to that, you know, like people do that all the time where like, I don't know, like say for example, like we went to London before and walking around London, very easy to get a lot of steps in. Like obviously even if you're on the tube and whatever else, like it's still very easy to get a lot of steps in, you know, especially on a sunny or relatively sunny day in London, man, you can walk the place. It's, 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 it's easy, you know, and you could easily get up to 30 to 50,000 steps in a day exploring on your holidays, whatever. Right. But if you were to do that every single day, you know, that it's probably not, not a great approach, right? But even people that just do it for one day, like generally you'll find like, oh, I went to London for the weekend and both days I got 30,000 steps and my calves are in bits, <laughs> you know? Or, you know, like all oh, my feet just feel real swollen and they're just um, getting these blisters and whatever else, you know, like the wheels start falling off the wagon if you just dramatically increase your, your steps every single day, right? So yes, you physiologically can increase your steps continually and get more and more and more results, but it's probably not the best approach. 
either the wheels are going to fall off the wagon initially because you're just going to dramatically increase your steps or you know energy expenditure is going to be too high and as a result fatigue is actually going to start to accumulate or it just becomes completely impractical and that you have to end up walking for six hours of the day and it, it basically just becomes actual exercise like activity thermogenesis it's not like non-exercise it's it's that's your exercise now your six hours of walking per day you know so this is not generally an intervention that i use once people start getting over fifteen thousand steps per day i'm like all right look i just rather see you losing some calories rather than losing your mind trying to you know walk for eight hours a day to get the, these steps up now obviously we also train a lot of coaches so there are those individuals that i have that like maybe they work four days per week and their steps are up at 30,000 steps per day. And like, it is what it is. You know, I'm not going to tell you to do less because you're going to probably be less effective at your job then, you know, but with those individuals, with those clients, I'm probably going to bring in more calories to support that. You know, they might be able to diet on more calories or like Gary was saying at the start, there are those individuals that you know want to do more steps while they are gaining just so they can eat more. And again, that's perfectly fine up until the point where it becomes impractical with the number of hours you have to do it, or it starts actually becoming fatiguing, you know, and you'll, you probably notice this that like, if you go for an hour walk or whatever, like if you are dieting, for example, you might start noticing that your legs feel a bit kind of empty, you know, they're, 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 they're a little bit fatigued, you know, like an hour walk could be a fatiguing event that has to be effectively tracked in your week of fatiguing events. And, uh, your recovery has to be allocated to that, you know? So there are some practical limitations to this. And to be honest, I just don't view it as a good long-term modality to bring in. Once people start getting over that kind of 15K mark, unless their job is very active anyway, you know? And in that case, then I just get them to eat more. Yeah, like I think I think this is one of those things where you do have to be able to think in a, a kind of a non-linear manner because like it can be a bit confusing if you're not thinking in that in that in those terms because what you might hear initially is that you know being generally active in your day-to-day life can actually help with recovery from training. And if you hear that and then you also hear us say doing too many steps is going to harm your recovery, you're like, whoa, whoa, "Whoa, what's going on here?" So like the the important thing to understand is that like, you know, not sitting all day and just walking around, keeping a little bit active, getting some some blood flowing, like that can improve your recovery. And and there's multiple kind of mechanistic reasons you can hypothesize as to why that might be the case. You know, for example, in your lower limbs, like basically the way that we return waste products upwards to get rid of them is through muscle pumping fundamentally. You know, your calves contracting, it helps with venous return, so the blood coming back to your heart. It also helps with the pumping of the lymphatic system. Wait, so you with- saying the fact that I don't have calves is a poor health, like their health risk? Like, Yeah, it probably is, yeah. Sorry, bro. Shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, you know, there's, there's that side of things. Also, when you're moving around, it encourages blood flow to the area, and obviously blood has to be flowing to an area for it to bring the nutrients required for the recovery process. So like there's reason to believe that, you know, you'll feel a little bit looser. You might recover a bit better if you're, you know, being generally active, but like, you might might even get, you know, just on top of the, the why it improves recovery. You might get some like a little bit more glute four translocation to the cell because you've got some like traction stimulation or contraction 
stimulated you know release of that glute four and whatever or translocation of that glute four so you start getting a bit more nutrients into those muscles as well you might notice your blood sugar regulation is better like there's tons tons and tons and tons of health benefits to this that both improve recovery and then also you know improve your health in general 100 percent. and i think when we start to promote all of those things like you know the metabolic effects like you're alluding to potentially improvements in recovery you know if you're really unfit even an improvement in fitness and potentially even an improvement in muscle strength you know if you're an elderly person so there's all these benefits but we have to understand that there's always a point where they start to um, basically compromise other processes so you know as we said you know that is light activity so if you're constantly using your legs all day excuse me, for 30,000 steps, you are using up local muscle glycogen stores. You know, you're going to be using up fuel that is stored there. Um, and you're going to be basically just fatiguing yourself and delaying the recovery process more. And as you alluded to, like when we go to London, if, you, if you've gone to any city on a European, uh, any city on a European break, any European city on a city break, whatever, um, and you've gone for like lots of walking, and um, like I remember when I was in Rome, I clocked up like 30,000 steps a day, and it even precipitated the start of an Achilles tendinopathy. Like for me, I had already aggravated it um, from running, and then that just pushed me over the edge, um, those, those steps. So like that was pretty stupid on my end, and it seems like thing, but it does prove that like this actually does kind of become exercise at a certain point, and if you've ever yourself you come home at the end of the day, back to the apartment, and you're good. You know, you feel wrecked. It's not just the, the shopping, the following significant other around the shop or hanging around the pennies that makes you tired, although that does contribute 100%. Oh, yeah. um, this, this, the steps themselves, like they do contribute um, to your fatigue. So it's important not to get too carried away with that. And as you said, like for me, it is kind of around that like, 15,000 marks that I view things as being a little bit less practical. And that's not something that's based on, you know, evidence to show that this is the cutoff for recovery, but rather that if we're getting to that point, I view that as being most of someone's free time oh, in terms of like, they're not doing anything else. Like they're not training. They're not, uh, and, the, and if they're trying to get in 15,000 steps all outside of that, like to me, like that's a lot of your time that you're using up and I'd rather you were well, using unless that. Unless you have an other job, you know? Yeah. If it's just your work, like just don't worry about it. That's your baseline and you've adapted to that. And that's another part of the discussion is that there's a difference between having always done these steps and increasing to that level. And that kind of comes back to what you said at the start in terms of 10,000 isn't a magic number. And like recently over the last like year or two, we've seen a lot of people coming out with articles like, like trying to be nerdy, like even doctors and stuff being like, oh, the 10,000 steps rule has been debunked. And I was just thinking like, hold on, did you think this was like an actual rule? Like, I presume we all just knew this was just a generic recommendation. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like five fruit, five servings of fruits and vegetables per day. Like, yeah, there's, it's, it's, it's not perfect. Like there more would be better, but look, if most people aren't getting five, let's, let's start there. Like oh it's a well, meme. All of these serves things, a purpose. Yeah, literally it's just a, a recommendation, like to be like, like, this is our starting point. Like that five fruit and veg is made up by the California Growers yeah. Association, literally to sell more fruit and veg. It wasn't a health recommendation, but it does correlate or seem to correlate with better health outcomes. You know, same with the 10,000 steps. As I said, like, I'm pretty sure it was a pedometer company that just, well, yeah, 10,000 steps. Let's get people to fucking track their steps with our pedometer. And then it becomes, they're like, oh, well, the people that do this seem to get better health outcomes. So let's recommend this, you know? 
Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's just it's just again is like it's just a meme. It's something that can be passed on very easily that everyone can get really quickly and easily remember. And it's like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just going to work towards that. If you do hold yourself strictly to 10,000 being the magic number, I don't think that's a great idea because that's not necessarily the case. And that's especially true for, I think, a lot of individuals that would listen to this podcast. You know, if you're, if you're training really hard for two hours a day, like, and you're, if you're doing that multiple times per day, for example, um, or if you have other um, means of activity such as manual labor that isn't tracked as steps, you have to realize that all of those things are coming into the activity equation as well. And that, that actually does bring an important part of that, a, a lot, an important question that a lot of people have of this. And that is, is our steps still important for me if I'm already exercising? And the answer would be yes, you know, because in general, Right. Well, I can't hear you right now, so I don't know if our viewers, our listeners can hear you. Um, but yeah, it, it definitely is important to keep track of your steps at all times, even if you are training hard, even if you are you know, not training hard. Like It is a, a, a variable that is important across the life cycle of pretty much all humans. Now, again, it doesn't mean that you have to track it religiously, like Ari was saying. Like It's not like 10,000 is this magic number that you must hit you know like if that's the case and it's like oh you need to hit 10,000 it's like okay well if 10,000 is a magic number does that mean that if you do 10,000 and one that's bad you know um like you can't just be like all right this is the the lower limit the exact number because if that's the case it's like my 10,000s 10,000 steps at someone who's like just below six foot six versus Gary's 10,000 steps at someone that's you know five foot five um then uh, they're not the same, not the same thing. You know, like I'm burning more calories by doing that. I'm going to be traveling a longer distance by doing that. So does that mean that because Gary's a manlet, he has to, you know, make up more steps? Does he have to do 15,000 to my 10,000? You know, are we equating for calories? Like where exactly, why is this the exact number, you know? Yes, sir. And yeah, I don't think people, I think I cut out. So sorry if you didn't hear um, what I was saying, but I think uh, Patty basically carried on. But basically the point of my message was that, you know, being active in addition to, in addition to your standard exercise is a good idea, but that we have to accept that they're going to be, there are going to be trade-offs at a, a certain point. And I think a lot of the people that do actually end up um, trying to push steps a bit too far at times, potentially compromise their goals more than the the average general population person. Because very often it's people who are like in contest prep are trying to get really lean and maximize their muscle mass at the same time, trying to keep everything there. And I don't think doing 20,000, 20,000 steps a day on top of your training in a situation that's already catabolic is going to be conducive of you maintaining the best leg growth you could. You know, and it's the same for, you know, GA players, you know, I coach some GA players and they already, you know, accumulate a lot of steps. And I'm not thinking like when we're thinking about fat loss, I'm not, I don't want to push them to 20,000 steps a day because sometimes their steps that they're doing at training are not included in that as well. Um, and they need their legs for their, for their sport. And they could be training three to five times per week, depending on if they're playing, you know, club and county or club and college. So you do have to keep these things in mind like if you're someone who is just kind of a casual exerciser like yeah you like exercise you know you listen to a lot of audiobooks and you have a lot of free time 
if you want to get 20,000 steps a day, like, cool, that's no problem. Like if it's not impeding your life in some way, it's not taking away from time spent on um, other things um, and you don't see any negative side effects, doing 20,000 steps a day is fine. But the point of this is that it wouldn't be a, a general recommendation for most of our clients. But having said that, there are probably less than a hand of my clients who do get 15,000 to 20,000 or even more in some cases, but largely that's because of either uh, having to commute to work by foot, that being the preference, or working a really active job, such as you know being a personal trainer or a nurse on a busy hospital with lots of floors that you're up and down or whatever, you mm. know, these types of things. Yeah, so basically to wrap it all up, you physiologically and physically can go up to 20, 30, 50 steps. It doesn't matter. Like I remember I went on an 11-hour hike in America and got 60,000 steps, you know? But to go on an 11-hour hike to get your steps up to 60,000, it's probably not, you know, ideal uh, from a practical standpoint, you know, if you're trying to live your life as well, you know? Um, so physiologically, physically, yeah, you, you can do it. It'll burn calories. It'll contribute to your, you know, metabolism. But you also have to be aware that it probably does detract from your recovery and probably your performance at some stage, you know, and generally from a practical standpoint, both from the hours you have to put into it and from the recovery stuff, that point seems to be around the 15 to 20 K mark for most people. Once you start getting over 15 K, it's kind of like, okay, we're going to either have to eat more just to support this. Like we basically have to treat this as activity, you know? Or you're going to feel the effects. You're going to feel your legs are a bit depleted, you know? Um, whereas that kind of 10 to 15,000 steps per day, like most people can recover relatively well from that. And like, it's just non-fatiguing, you know? Um, but yeah, so yeah, you can bring your steps up if you want. You can keep going and keep going, but uh, it probably comes with more issues than it solves, you know? Um, and realistically, if you are trying to use steps as a modality to increase your rate of fat loss, once you get over that 15K mark, unless it is the case that it's your job that consistently gets you over that 15K mark, like then I probably would just eat fewer calories and use that to you know, get the, the fat loss results that I'm looking for, you know? Yep. And for some uh, real world context, um, practice what you preach and all that. My, I'm just looking on the Garmin app. In the last year, I've taken 3,715,406 steps. So that should be your annual target, <laughs> which is an average of basically 10,200 a day. So like that's, excuse me, did you, say? did you actually need an app to count that? Do you not keep track of that in your head? Oh yeah, I do. Obviously, like I was just rechecking. That's all. Um, but yeah, so I have like 10,200 um a day basically but if you look at that when you actually look at my graph what you see is that it's up and down month to month and month to month and month to month you know so their life life has changed the amount of steps that you normally get and i'm not too stressed if i'm like at eight thousand or even six thousand sometimes like sometimes i might cycle to college and then i'll be doing jujitsu in the evening and they're not steps but it is again activity and it, and it all does contribute um, so don't be stressing out if you don't hit 10,000 one day. Like I always say that to my clients, look, this is a weekly target. If you get 6,000 one day, you were stuck in work late. You know, you had to drive to the gym. You were in a rush. You had no time to do steps after. 
that's absolutely fine. Because again, like this is one of those things that very much like nutrition, it can be another stressor at times. If you worry so much about the numbers that you're caught up in the day to day all the time. Um, so just focus on those trends over time. Like that, that, that is what it's all about. Um, and if you can just nail those things over a long period of time and, and not sweat the day to day stuff, uh, that that's really what kind of moves the needle forward in the long run. Dead right, Gary. So where can people follow us? Uh, as always, guys, you can check out the Triage Method newsletter at the link below. And that goes out every Sunday. And that basically includes all of the content that we post um, throughout the week, including recommended resources from other places around the interwebs, um, along with an exclusive article on a topic that won't have been covered on other social media. You can also join the Triage Method community, which is our free open access Facebook group. Plenty of productive discussion in there and a great place to get in if you have a longer form question that you'd like the input of not just us, but other trainers. Um, and then as always, guys, services available one-to-one and group online coaching is available. Um, so you can sign up to those or you can just get involved with our program templates or our beginner's guidebook in the store as well on site. Dead right. Um, I have nothing else to add except I hope everyone is doing well. And at this stage, this is obviously going to come out on the Thursday, but we're recording this on the Sunday. So, you know, the world could have fallen apart right. in the meantime. You know, we could be on lockdown, could be martial law, people could be getting shot in the streets. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Be good crack anyway. Nothing else. Yeah. Anyway, peace out, guys. Enjoy. <laughs>